Welcome to We The Podcast, the show about how the people outside of the billionaire and millionaire class, you know, most of us, engage the economy. In America, there's a common misconception that low-income families are able to get by thanks to our safety net programs. Unfortunately, this is far from true. Today, there are 5.3 million children under the age of three years old who live in poor and low-income families. Many of these families are unable to afford the most basic needs. That means they struggle to afford rent, transportation, childcare, and other necessities of life just to keep them clean and healthy. One of these necessities that low-income families often cannot afford are diapers. In fact, one in three American families cannot afford enough diapers for their children. This is called the diaper need, and it's caused in part because mom and dad can't use food stamps on non-food items like diapers. And TANF, that's Temporary Assistance to Needy Families, also known as welfare, is simply not generous enough to cover everything that a baby needs. For Chanel, a 22-year-old student from Virginia, she knows how difficult it is to afford diapers, as she struggles every day to provide for her two sons. I'm originally, I'm actually originally from Nashville, but I now live in Arlington, Virginia. Um, I have a one-year-old of my own, and I've also been taking care of my three-year-old, now three-year-old godson. My one-year-old is Amir, and the three-year-old is DeMarco. So for your, your godson, DeMarco, are you able to get any help to help cover his expenses, like through uh, TANF or food stamps, you know, the SNAP program? No, I'm not able to. What can, can you get any kind of help for him? Um, no, I only get Medicaid. Like, I, I receive Medicaid with, for him, and that's only due to me having custody of him. So what does that mean to you and your family budget? I mean... That $50 goes towards, you know, them having clothes. You know, or more, more, not even clothes, more of me being able to get to school and get them to school with my transportation because I take the bus. What do that you... $50 would be half a month's worth of transportation. What, what do you bring in a month? Truthfully, I only receive $400 a month. Like, that's my income, 400 because I'm, yeah, I'm a full-time student and it's hard to be able to work, so... Yeah. When bill, after the bills are paid, you know, the few bills I do pay are paid, I had nothing but maybe $100. Yeah. For the rest of the month. What does, yeah. it, what does it mean to, to not have diapers on the baby? I mean, what does that It hurts. Honestly, me personally, I feel like I'm failing because I'm not able to provide what my son needs. So, in some ways, this is a mother and see you feel like a failure because, oh, I can't even provide this for my son, you know, because I don't have the money to do it. You know, even even if I was to have a job and work so hard, it would still be hard. You know, sure. It it makes you really want to. It makes you, you in your heart feel like a failure, even though you're not failing. It just you still have that down in your mind. Some weeks, Chanel was down to her last dollar, her last buck, but her struggle to get by wasn't the only problem. There are real health risks for toddlers and infants who don't receive quality diapers or are not changed when they're needed. Diapers a month itself is at least $50. Especially when some kids are allergic to some diapers, like 
for instance, the man, he can't wear pampers. Or how, he can't wear pampers, so he can only buy certain diapers that he can wear so his butt doesn't get irritated. Right. So that has a lot to do with it. You know, he has to buy more expensive diapers. Other, some, some kids have to have organic because they can't have the other diapers. Because they break so out in the rash or something? Yeah, so with him, it's $50 a month for diapers. I go through two boxes of diapers a month. And that's a box of like 160 thumb. Sometimes it only might be a box and a half. Some months it's the whole entire two boxes. To get a sense of why the diaper need is so important, I spoke with Joanne Goldblum, the executive director of the National Diaper Bank Network. The truth is that there are a few reasons for that. One is because diapers are something that until relatively recently people weren't talking about. So they were a stress and something that families needed that families didn't know where they could go to get help. So as much as having any need is stressful, having a need that can't be met and having a need that nobody's talking about, I think adds a level of stress because it makes people think that they're the only ones who are having this trouble. But the truth is there are many things, many basic needs that families lack that, are very, that, that make life very difficult. Some have to do with the child and some have to do with the parent. When it comes to the child, there are health issues having to do with leaving a child in a diaper for too long, which can be um, extreme diaper rash and, of course, having diaper rash leads to crying. And we all know, one of the things that I'm always struck by is when you hear people talking to new parents, they say, well, you know, if the baby's crying, you know, is he hungry or is he dirty? And so those are the immediate things people think of. And so what do you do when you can't respond to one of those needs? So both the child is uncomfortable and the parent is extremely stressed out. Having a child crying is, is very difficult on a parent. And in the article, the pediatrics article that we wrote with Dr. Smith at Yale, we proved that diaper need actually increases maternal stress at a higher rate than any other kind of need, even um, the need of food or shelter. The, the need for diapers had a higher correlation with, parent, with mothers who felt extreme stress. But even the diaper banks are struggling, and in some cases, they're forced to turn people away. Diaper banks have a remarkable impact on their communities and the families they serve, but they can't alone help all the families in their communities experiencing diaper needs and the diaper need and they often to different degrees depending on the communities they serve and the size of the diaper bank do have to f turn families away we recommend that families call 211 which tends to have a good way of, of identifying resources in the communities from which people are calling. We also recommend that when people call 211, they ask about um, goods for babies as opposed to just diapers, because often organizations might not be a diaper bank, but might be an organization that takes care of basic needs for families. And I'd say the biggest challenge facing diaper banks is sustainability. You know, they, they need ongoing support from the community. 
And in order, you know, what that means is they need donations of diapers and dollars and time. And, you know, um, often we hear from diaper bankers that their community thinks, now that we have a diaper bank, we're not going to have a problem. But the fact is that these diaper banks need to raise enough money to buy the diapers that they're, that they're um, giving out in the community. When you talk about poverty, we often hear people say, give a man a fish and he eats for a day, teach a man to fish and he'll, fish, he'll feed himself for life. But when it comes to the issue of diapers and the safety net, which is falling short of helping our families, what we have to think about is what if that man has no boat, no net, no pole, no hooks or bait, and doesn't live near waterway? So even though he now knows how to fish, he's not ever gonna be able to succeed. And so this idea that we sort of are teaching people how to be self-sufficient without giving them access to the things that they need in order to be self-sufficient, we talk about it as the myth of self-sufficiency. And that's really the way that the safety net is falling short. We have certain things that we provide services for. For example, you know, there is a lot of money that goes into early care and education, which is, of course, incredibly important. But as you know, diapers aren't covered. And also things like transportation often aren't covered. So these small things, these things that we don't think about, aren't taken care of. And so it's the small things that impact the big things. Because if you don't have diapers, if you don't have transportation, you can't bring your child to child care and you can't go to work. Our safety net programs just aren't doing enough, particularly for babies who need clean diapers to stay healthy. But there are some of us who are listening. And Rosa DeLauro, my good friend, who's the co-chair of the Congressional Baby Caucus, is one of those. And she's been working in Congress on behalf of working families for decades. I asked Rosa how she came to work on such important issues as clean diapers for babies. Well, the whole issue is, is, is really re regarding what is going on in the lives of working families in America. Uh, they make impossible choices regularly. They have to decide between food, clothing, housing, uh, which are basic essentials and, and necessities for every family. So, you know, you, you take a look at providing their kids with healthy, nutritional food to enrolling their kids in child care so that they can go to work. Hard-working parents today are finding it increasingly more difficult to make ends meet. They are in jobs that just do not pay them enough. And so when families are struggling to afford basic necessities, they often sacrifice the things that most of us take for granted. Um, and un un unfortunately, the issue of diapers are just one piece of a larger puzzle of what of, uh, kinds of expenses people are struggling with in order to be able to take care of, uh, uh, of, of, of their families. A lot of people know you as a tremendous policy champion, but you also sit down and talk to individual families a lot in Connecticut. And I wonder, have you talked to people who've, who've had to make tough choices around what their family budget's going to look like? And, you know, particularly when it gets to the end of the month or the end of the pay period, you know, got to get some food in. You know, have you heard families ever talk about, you know, really, really having to, like, keep the kid in diaper longer than they needed to or not putting a diaper on them and what kind of problems that can cause? Well, it's a, it, it is a, it's a, uh, 
it's an economic issue, and, and for children, it's a health issue. And I do talk with a lot of people uh, about their circumstances. And you're looking at low-income families, um, and they're stretching. They're stretching uh, uh, supplies. And uh, oftentimes, they, they, um, they can't afford uh, to, uh, you know, to, to purchase diapers, and the, the cost is, is high. So they, they stretch. Uh, and they do, in fact, keep uh, uh, children in diapers longer than they uh, uh, than they should, uh, because they, you know, with the multiple changes in the day, they can't they can't just do it. Now that is a very basic health, um, uh, very big health issue, which needs to get concerned. And there's a, a, a you know a cost to the um, healthcare system. Uh, in, in, in that regard or to, the, or, or to the individuals. But kids pay for um, uh, uh, the inability of, of, uh, of families to be able to afford uh, to pay for diapers. Um, it, the, when, infant sits, when an infant sits in a wet diaper, they can become sick. That leads to a parent having to stay home, potentially, care for their kids. Uh, uh, rather than working at a job, some people can't afford to take that time, uh, uh, and oftentimes they may be working for some place that says, you know, you can't take the day or you don't get paid for the day, um, and that that causes an economic uh, problem. One of the interesting things I think to note: we're talking about wanting people to work, and people do want to work. I don't subscribe to this notion that people, you know, would prefer not to work to sit home and do nothing. That, that I think, is really demeans people in this country. So you want, if you have children, what you look to do is how do you get child care for your kids? Some people piece it together. They try to do it with family. But if you're going to a child care center, the center requires that parents provide diapers for their children. Right. And if the parents cannot send their child to daycare, they cannot work. So if you have a lack of access to diapers, it perpetuates a cycle of poverty that hurts single moms the most. Yeah. So dry babies with moms with enough diapers to keep them dry leads to children being able to go to daycare if they need to, leads parents being able to work if they need to, means parents not being having to take care and nurse a sick baby just sort of a whole cycle of virtues can come from this you think do you, so you know, do you do you know uh, uh key diapers cost a family more than 100 dollars a month mm-hmm. so as you know and i know this disproportionately affects the poor and I, I, this is a report uh 2014 center for economic and policy research the poorest 20% of families spend 14% of their income on diapers. Um, hundreds of diaper banks have now popped up around the country because of this issue. Uh, and, and this is in the last 10 years. There's a national uh, diaper bank network. Uh, one in three families today struggle with the cost of, of, uh, of, of, of diapers.
So how can we help these families and mothers like Chanel? Joanne from the National Diaper Bank Network, she has some ideas. So I'm a little bit biased, but um, the National Diaper Bank Network, we think, is a good model for a bipartisan mm -hmm. corporation. While our network is apolitical, we have a big tent filled with people and organizations with very diverse backgrounds and ideologies. So we have liberals and conservatives, faith-based. We have people who are interested in public policy. You know, people, we have seniors, we have hipsters, we have single married. And, and what they want, all coming in different directions, is to make sure that children are clean, dry, and healthy. So, you know, we know that the solution to diaper need is to provide clean diapers to all infants and toddlers. But the philanthropic community alone can't eliminate diaper need. So, you know, we, we need um, smart, responsible government solutions like HR 4055. We all benefit when children are healthy. And families are not worried about how they're going to take care of their infant or their toddler. That's why Congresswoman DeLauro and I introduced the Hygiene Assistance for Families of Infants and Toddlers Act. This bill is going to allow states to create a demonstration project to provide diapers to low-income families because they should not have to decide between diapers and food and medicine and rent and important things that every family needs. It's time we make starting a family a little easier for people so that they can pursue their dreams. For Chanel, she's going to continue working to become an ER nurse, which is her dream. She has a message for all young moms out there who are struggling to make it and to take care of their babies. For instance, women like me that are single mothers working, they'll say, okay, well, you didn't have to have that kid or you chose that path. You know, they, they, they're so quick to criticize the, what path you're in before they look at the bigger picture of, oh, she's trying, you know, she's actually working, she's going to school. They don't, they don't see what you're trying to do. They just, they see the cover of the book. I feel like every voice deserves to be heard. Do you feel like your voice is being heard? Yes. I hope so. I, I hope someone hears it, you know? I hope someone listens and takes the time and like, okay, it's not just one mother. There's many mothers. The high expense of diapers is a big concern. It has consequences for a family that range from economic to mental health issues and certainly to baby health issues. Diaper needs is the canary in a coal mine. Poor families in America do not have an easy ride. And if we don't ensure families can meet their most basic needs, we'll have a generation of children and families who are left behind. We just can't allow that to happen. But thanks to Rosa DeLauro, Joanne Goldblum, and Chanel, you know, people are speaking up and they're paying attention. And we have a shot at making sure that no family in America is unable to take care of their children. Hey, for We The Podcast, this is Keith Ellison. We'll see you next time. Listeners of We The Podcast, we're going to ask you to help us out. Rate, review, and subscribe to We The Podcast. This episode of We The Podcast was produced by Abby Shanfield, Brett Morrow, and edited by Zach Freed.